Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm George Ramosa, and 7-Eleven Pizza is one of the best. I'm Steve Kaufman, and I think Baby It's Cold Outside is controversial because it's not a Christmas song. This is AfterBuzz TV's coverage of TLC. Come along with us. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz We are here. We are ready to talk about the Empress of Today in the TLC After Show. Was this the right finish, George? I think so. I, I, I've been thinking about this scenario for a, for a few weeks mm-hmm. as far as how do we get to Ronda Rousey uh, and Charlotte, or Becky, or both. I, and this is my original scenario, so it kind of goes, I think I like this finish better, was you strip Becky Lynch of the championship. Um that way, people are gonna are gonna hate the system more, mm-hmm. kind of like similar to what did they, what they did for like Austin and whatnot, or maybe even Daniel Bryan. So get the belt off of Becky because we need to get to Becky and Ronda at Mania. So as far as being the right finish, I thought it was a perfect finish. I I, I completely think Oscar uh, is more than well deserving to be the champion. Mm. Other than that, I think this match was absolutely phenomenal. I think it was amazing. I think it's going to be one of the best TLC matches overall, not just you know separated by men and women. I think it's one of the best TLC matches. But I do have one thing to say that kind of annoys me about Becky, and I say this as a huge Becky Lynch fan. I mean, I, I love Becky. She was at my first match. Anybody who who, did, <laughs> who was there knows that Becky Lynch was at my first ma- wrestling match ever. Is that I don't like that she calls herself the man. You know, whenever you refer to somebody in such high regards, oh man, that's the man. But when they know that they're the man, it kind of kills it for me. Other than that, no. other than that, I, I I love everything they do with Becky. Oh, sorry, think- the Johnny Cash album when the man comes around, you didn't. <laughs> or like, well, I know it when Johnny Cash, the man who became an on screen like an on album persona that that graded you that you were like, oh, he knows he's Johnny Cash. But, but it's like, I think... I, She's I think, the hottest act in sports and I, she knows it. I think it's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to like tell everybody about it. It's like, I remember doing an interview with Josh Barnett uh, here at AfterBuzz, actually, with, mm-hmm. with, with, the, uh, with the UFC panel, and he said one time, you can't give yourself a nickname. You have to let other people give you a nickname and just kind of go with it. So, I don't know. Like, other than that, I think she is perfect. I think she's the hottest act in, in, in WWE, uh, one of the hottest acts in all pro wrestling. I wouldn't change anything about her except for that one thing. Except for, I wouldn't refer, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have her refer to herself. I'd have everyone else refer to it as, as that. A, I don't think it would ever get over without her doing it. And B, I think it works perfectly fine. Uh, it wouldn't have worked perfectly fine for me if she had done it on her first title reign or on her first main roster reign. We're not there. We're at a point where she's earned the right but to say, I'm the man, proverbially. But you don't, I mean, maybe it's apples and oranges, but you don't think it's that case where a pretty girl who knows she's pretty, like she will say, oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Hot. Doesn't it kind of ruin the mystique of her prettiness in some ways? Or is this different? This is different because pretty is something you're born with, whereas being the top of your sport is something you have to earn. She's earned the right to say she is the best thing going. And 
in parlance in a very male-dominated world, that's considered being the man. Like when Ric Flair said he was the man. He was a heel, though. I know. And, well, the plan for Becky Some Lynch... Some can be argued, yeah. The plan was for <laughs> Becky Lynch to be a heel, and many would argue, especially given this finish, that Becky Lynch is still a heel, and they think Ronda Rousey's the most over baby I face say, ever. I, I think I think people might have issues. I'm not one of those people. People might not have an issue with Asuka uh, being champion or winning the championship. I think people might have an issue with Ronda Rousey interfering, That's which I think, uh, from, from a perspective of a storyline, makes perfect sense. So all these people that may be complaining about logic gaps and whatnot, I think Ronda interfering in this match, it, it totally makes sense to every single storyline that has been going on for the last month since, you know, weeks before Survivor Series. You have Charlotte uh, beating the crap out of Ronda Rousey mm. at Survivor Series. Yeah, Becky Lynch, uh, you know, you know, going to Raw before she got her face broken. And obviously we've all seen the tweets. They're pretty brutal on Becky Lynch's uh, mm-hmm. behalf. And, and for Ronda to come out here and kind of ruin... Both their moments, kind of ensuring that Asuka becomes champion. I, 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 I question anybody who, who, who questions this logic in terms of how it happened. I only have one logical question about Ronda Rousey. This does not make sense to Ronda Rousey, the character. Although Ronda Rousey, the character, never made any sense. This was the Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. the character, who decide, who chose Asuka's initial moment, winning the Royal Rumble, as the moment to come in and point to a WrestleMania sign and not say what she's going to do. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get back into that can of worms where I would have much rather preferred Asuka at the very least kick her or try to kick her mm-hmm. to at least make it like this is my yard. This is my this is my moment. With this, I I question how Ronda looks like a white meat Lex Luger like baby face. This was weird because it Thank was you. like it, 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 just because of the reaction that it got. I don't want to say automatically jump that it looked like a heel turn, but it's it's one of these cases where. Where you're beating up Jesus, where yeah, you know Becky Lynch is so hot, where you can even just uh, anybody because she's that hot, anybody can just push her and they're going to get booed. So it's just a matter of like Ronda, she just happened to be in that in that scenario where she happened to you know cost the 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 the, the man, I yeah. guess you can say the championship, and. You know, not now. And I hope they I hope they don't push her as a heel. I hope they kind of push this as you know, especially with the way how Ronda performed, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Uh, I, I really don't. Th- hopefully that, that this doesn't be, become more of a of a heel turn, but maybe more of an edge because we've seen her come out less and less smiling. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we remember we all saw like you know here she is for a wrestling match, but she's out there waving at fans and whatever and smiling. And I get it, you're happy to be here, but like that's not the Ronda Rousey that everybody thought was a badass in UFC. You know, so I think that this Ronda's kind of like, all right, she's had enough. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's not gonna she's not gonna let you just push her down. She saw her opportunity, and boom, she she it just happened to be Oscar. Which I'm I mean, hoping I'm hoping for a mean streak, Ronda. I just mm-hmm. haven't seen any reason for them to do that anymore. <laughs> they don't seem to care. Like, she gets the reactions without them having to do the heavy lifting mm-hmm. writing-wise, that I'm worried that tomorrow night it's just going to be she's the most over person ever, mm-hmm. and Becky who, Charlotte who, mm-hmm. Asuka's champ, and it's they're going to they're gonna drop a lot of eggs on the floor. When Becky Lynch became one of the hottest acts in wrestling in the last two or three months, mm-hmm. very organically, yeah. very on her own, whereas... Ronda, the plan was always for Ronda to be the it, the it thing, yeah. the get covered on ESPN thing, and I, they're not, they've never done a good job of combating that. That everyone else on the roster is going by Ronda being there is going to rise the tide that everyone else is going to want to be better than Ronda. 
That's I where think I'm so. at. I mean, especially with if, if that ends up being the main event, which all signs are pointing to a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to do like a double a double elimination at the same time? Are they going to do the Brett Luger from '94? Mm. Um, I don't know because it, it's that's kind of tricky in terms of like. What if you mistime it? What if somebody happens to ha- have their feet landed first, you know, before the mm. other? So are, are they going to do the Daniel Bryan where he's, they're going to find some way to put in one of them? But once I saw this finish, I thought, there you go. That's your, that's your main event for WrestleMania, triple threat match. And rightfully mm. so. I mean, I think I think a lot of talk was for Ronda and Charlotte at first. Mm-hmm. But then Becky became, you know, well, the man. And now it was went from that to Ronda and Becky. But then what about Charlotte? Because she's still one of the top not just women, but wrestlers in all of WWE. Mm-hmm. So how do you just forget about her? So, I mean, I, I think this makes perfect sense. And just hopefully they they explain it good on why or how they kind of come together. Um, you mm-hmm. know, w- winning the Rumble co-winners, one of them or whatever. So I, I'm all for it. I loved everything about this match. I think it was great from top to uh, – the match was from, from beginning to end. Um, some of the camera angles I think were great. You saw Becky mm-hmm. kind of pouting, and then you saw Asuka kind of in the background with you know with the belt back her. And I absolutely loved it. I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. Kudos to everybody involved. Uh, another thing, speaking of Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. is – uh, the shift in power on Monday Night Raw, because obviously there was a big stipulation where if Baron Corbin loses, he's not going to be general manager elect. I always have to say that. Carefully. No, no, he's not going to become general manager. Yeah, because he was general manager. But now he's not elect. anymore. I yes. think now he's not even in power anymore. Uh, we kind of saw uh, this match. I want to hear what your thoughts is. Uh, your thoughts on the match and how it was going to happen before. Because we we, we yes. heard Vince McMahon was going to be on Raw even before this match was mm-hmm. announced, before this match happened. So I want to know now that this match has happened, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow on Raw? Now that uh, Vince is coming in, Corbin's out, is Angle going to come back in? So many scenarios that I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay, the most upfront, straightforward scenario is either Angle comes back, or they set up something where Angle has to fight for the right to co- fight Corbin for the right to come back. And I don't know if I don't know if a power struggle at top on top is worth going toward Kurt Angle's bump card. Because he's at an age and at a prominence that he has a bump card. That's a thing that people don't like to hear that word. Mm-hmm. It's, he only has so many matches, so many bumps, so many moves. You you can't expose him to be the general manager on Raw when the general manager never has any actual power. It's the like it's Vince, Stephanie, and Shane. It's the McMahons that have all the power in this company. My off-the-wall prediction is that he kills the brand split dead tomorrow. Or that he fires the five people that helped Baron Corbin tomorrow, and then some of them come down to NXT. Is, is that what you think is going to happen, or is that what you want to happen, I the think brand that, split to end? No, I do not want the brand sp- split to end at all. I, I'm i guessing what's in the realm of possibility. The most straightforward thing's normally the thing, and he's probably just going to... He's probably getting involved because there's failing ratings, and people are claiming the show sucks, and the ratings are showing that. Meanwhile, they're going to sniff his throne and love him to death when he comes out tomorrow night. I do think there's the possibility, especially now that Becky Lynch is not women's champion, that he could announce a draft. And Becky, and then you get to pull Becky away from Charlotte and Asuka. And then you get to reignite Charlotte and... Char- or Sorry, then you get to reignite Becky Lynch and Ronda, a match that hasn't happened yet. I think those are the two probabilities of tomorrow. But I'm not ruling out the possibility that he ends the brand split dead, says 205 Live's a stupid show. And then <laughs> I disagree. all 10 hours, all 10 I mean, hours are one show. I mean, 
I like to think back at a time when 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 the brand split wasn't even a thing, mm-hmm. you know, pre two thousand and two, and like Austin Rock, you know, Hunter Giant or Giant, Big Show, Undertaker, they were all on every show, but yet like the shows were hot, like and, and, mm-hmm. and they, they they found somehow to, to make room for everyone. I feel like there's way too many. I say this all the time. There is way too many people on the roster for there not to be a band. Yes, but mind you, this pay per view did not have Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev. Uh, a lot of a lot of people were not on this pay per view. If you end the all brand the two split, women on the raw, on the raw side of yeah, the, yeah. If oh. you end the in the brand split, I mean, granted the pay per views are going to be the same, but that's a lot of programming that's going to not feature a lot of people. There are just way too many people. I, even even calling up somebody, I feel like, in some ways, is a waste because, yeah. like, where's Sanity? I, you know, is Nikki Cross? She just had a match on SmackDown like a month and a half ago. Is pretty she not sure, up, you know? Pretty sure I was in this very room a month ago when I said, oh, cool, SmackDown lost. Shane McMahon should line up 15 people. <laughs> the Miz wasn't on the show either. The, the, but, like, that's what I'm saying, that with Tyler Breeze very recently coming up and doing the NXT and making NXT not look like a demotion, uh-huh. I honestly feel we're at a place where we should be sending people back down to NXT to learn a new hold to come back up, and that that shouldn't feel like a demotion. And it should they should they should know that like, you're helping the business. If you're not doing it on the main roster, you should go down to NXT where you're over. Find out how to get over on the main roster. Meanwhile, your spot can be used by someone who found out how to get over on NXT and gets to come back up. That's, I mean, I think that I think that circular nature can work. Being over in NXT, though, I, I feel like that's such a weird, not weird, but such a unique crowd. What it's still going to be that that doesn't mean you're going to get over on the main roster. But then you get then you get sent back down. You try it again. <laughs> then you get sent back down and try something new. I'm aware NXT call ups are batting less than a thousand, probably less than five hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before, before we move on, I still want to talk about this whole NXT thing and, and WWE and Raw and whatnot. I want to talk about all you AfterBuzzers out there because our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve television fans, but we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. I know I subscribe to this. After Buzz Sports I'm Wrestling. I subscribed to all of them. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's what I meant to say. Uh, and if you're worried about those pesky notifications, don't worry because they are actually optional. Uh, so hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other After Buzz, After Buzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know that you did so in the comments and we will thank you on air. We really will. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Woo! Um, so. Yes. I, 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 I do. I do. I do kind of. Think that the whole NXT dynamic is interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm hope I'm seeing. I'm, I want to know what's going to happen in the year because today's uh, WWE environment, uh, whether it's the landscape, is going to be a lot different come October. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. That when that Fox deal kind of kicks in. Well, yeah, and I, I'm hoping whatever Vince is doing tomorrow is specifically in preparation for that Fox deal. Whether mm-hmm. it means he needs to, he needs to send a bunch of people down to get ready, or like make something very clear. But he's coming in and acknowledging that the ratings are bad and that his only solution is to come in there and bring the only asset he has from the Attitude Era when the ratings were good that he has access to, which is himself. Did you think that Seth Rollins' promo was weird on Raw? No. I thought it was – honestly, I thought that it was more about the stock price and less about him editorializing. Mm. That they're trying to make it an angle when in reality it's just Monday Night Football. It's December. It's there are a lot of reasons. There are a lot of reasons people don't watch wrestling on a weekly basis. The fact that there are nine hours of wrestling just from WWE every week, not including pay per views, is a good chance. We had a WWE Championship match 
for the ages. How do you feel about this Daniel Bryan heel run? Uh, so far, <laughs> it, I I love it. Although I question how. Oh God, I, 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 this, I, this is going to come off wrong. I question how close to his real life this is. <laughs> if this is his like inner inner kind of d bag kind mm-hmm. of coming out that he always <laughs> wanted to kind of unleash. Where because we because you, you you look at the Daniel Bryan character and you, you, I don't know if you watch Total Divas I mean I do and, and it, this isn't too far off from his Total Divas I guess character because he's always about the environment he's always about Mister Mister Planet and mm-hmm. all that and it's like you know it, it's kind of like the CM Punk it's Straight Edge Society like how are you going to boo a guy that's uh, encouraging people to not drink or smoke I think CM I think CM Punk does a better job as a character explaining why. Oh no, straight edge means I'm better than you. Straight edge means I have willpower and you don't. That's how that's how you make a character a heel. What Daniel Bryan's doing is be 100% correct and say that's why I'm better than you. And that we're all instead fickle. of and that we're all fickle and but he's right though. I mean, yeah, it's right. The heel it's shouldn't a, be right. I mean, it's hard to to look at him as a, as a true legitimate heel when he's right. He's 100% correct <laughs> you know? and no one's trying to stand toe to toe with him on his level because the thing about the intellectual green person is more often than not they're being contrarian to be contrarian. They're saying, oh, you're fickle for driving an SUV. I drive my Prius. And it's mm. like, well, Toyota, Toyota, like the net pollution from a Prius is on par with an SUV because it's true? still, really? well, because it's still factory. A, it's a Prius, so it won't last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And B, the actual, fa- the actual factories are also making emissions. Not to mention electricity from the wall still makes emissions. Like to say that it's a net zero car is kind of ridiculous. So once again, any green person would say, yeah, but it's a step in the right direction and I'm supporting this thing and you should join me and it's all about us and together. Daniel Bryan's not doing that because that's not his character. But no one's standing up to him on his because there's plenty of things to actually debunk that aren't the global warming's a myth, because global warming is not a myth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, I feel personally attacked, I guess, by, I mean, by this by this character and this thought process being a heel, being it, a bad guy. It's kind of hard, but on his overall hero run, it's kind of hard to boo him mm-hmm. uh, from that aspect. But from an actual, like, oh, he's a heel now, I, th- I love it because it creates all these new possible exciting matchups, hence Mustafa Ali versus Daniel yes. Bryan, um, which, which obviously Mustafa Ali came out looking like a million bucks. By the way, he's going to be a guest on Tomorrow's Chasing Glory with Lillian Garcia. Oh, yeah. Um, but and also like again new matchups like who, what's next? I mean we we saw this phenomenal AJ versus Brian match which we saw when they were both faces uh, the the SmackDown after WrestleMania mm-hmm. uh, like a, a few weeks before uh, Daniel Bryan won and they were all great matches but there was just this extra dynamic when when Brian was a heel AJ was a face that doesn't really bring for face versus face matches mm-hmm. so and especially uh, I know you you can attest to this as well where we all know the capabilities of Daniel Bryan as a heel going back to his Ring of Honor days yes. and that he was phenomenal then yes um again nitpicking uh kind of going piggybacking off the Becky the Becky Lynch thing I would just change his look I'd shave the head shave the beard mm. I, I'd look not 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 to get throwback to his Ring of Honor days but I don't know. I, I feel like that look that he is so synonymous with the look that we all kind of grew to love. Yeah. You know, that that yes sh- movement shirt, that gray one with that kind of obey kind of uh, sh- look. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish that he had a little different look just because he's so synonymous with that look that we all love. Um, I actually kind of disagree. I think his look is kind of grating. I think he's letting his beard grow a little more out of control than he used to when mm-hmm. he was a face. 
And also, he's wearing a lot more hemp, a lot more mm. organic things. Also, like another another thing, counterpoint, WWE, you can have this. He still sells a T-shirt. The T-shirts probably aren't super biodegradable. Fast fashion's a whole big problem. Like, if you want someone to stand up to him point for point, that's how you do it. Also, I want the the I want the world title to be a plant, and I want to be able to purchase said said plotted plant. Is how I feel about all this. I they by the way, these two had a great match. These two will always have a great match. They told a great story. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little surprised too on how clean it was. Like I I, I thought we would see, especially with how he won the WWE mm-hmm. Championship. You know, a kick to the. I don't even think we saw him try that at all. Um, even when the referee was kind of distracted a little bit, uh, it looked like he was going for the flying knee. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I was a little surprised that, especially with 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 a clean finish, where it just kind of shows Daniel Bryan is better. Like, and again, I I'm a sucker for clean finishes. Who isn't? But I was just a little surprised that uh, almost all these finishers, or I think maybe even all of them, had clean finishes. Even the Intercontinental Title match, there was all clean finishes. That is fascinating for a 13 match pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was a little you know. Surprised by that, but um, I'm curious. Like, who's next for Daniel Bryan? I, I'm guessing Jeff Hardy, who really has nothing to do. I mean, I guess he had a thing with Samoa Joe. Um, uh, I would have loved to see Bryan and Joe at some point, but I think that'd be weird now. If, 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 only if maybe Joe becomes a babyface, which I, I think would be great. Yeah. Um, I I don't think the Jeff Hardy Samoa Joe thing is done, to be honest. Mm. So I think that's going to be something that plays out on TV while we build up to hopefully this. Also, you have to remember the next pay per view is the Royal Rumble. So you like any singles guy that isn't the one person mm-hmm. that your champ is going to work with. Everybody else has somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. So whoever this person is, it's going to be very clear in the next two or three two or three TVs, and then it's over. Also, I don't believe there's a SmackDown this Tuesday. I think it's they announced that it's a clip show. They did SmackDown this Tuesday is a clip show, and then tribute no. to the, and then tribute to the troops this is there's this Wednesday. No way. That's that's what. They had a whole promo about it with the New Day. They were talking about that it was... No, that's Wednesday. Oh, they're doing a Best of SmackDown this Wednesday and then Tribute to the Troops on Thursday. Do I have that wrong? I probably have that wrong. Never but mind. But I, I think they're doing this because I remember uh, for Tomorrow San Jose and I think even the following day, I think they're shooting two episodes for each show. Oh. So I think they're doing it in advance. Oh, then whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it should be fun to see what's going on with the next couple weeks of the WWE Championship saga. Um, but speaking of championships, we have the Women's Championship from Raw... Uh, Rowdy, Rowdy Ronda Rousey against Nia Jack, which was rematched from their Money in the Bank match. Uh, I have a lot of questions for you because <laughs> please, because it's been around four months since Ronda Rousey has become the Women's Championship. How do you think her reign has gone so far? Because a lot of people thought that she was too soon to be champion, mm-hmm. but I want to know what you think. Um, if I could sum it in one word, I'd say overshadowed. Like, and and that's by no fault of her own. She is progressing more than any of us expected her to progress. She's on the level that she should be champion in the WWE. It's just unfortunate in that same four-month run, her existence and the Evolution pay-per-view and everything that was going on led to so many other people trying to be better than her. And I don't think that's a problem. I think I think it's a problem if you stay the course with Ronda and don't listen to us. Which they may or may not be doing. It's still too safe. It's still too soon to really say that. But I honestly agree. Ronda is doing a great job, and people are people are lukewarm lukewarm on her, or at the very least, like lukewarm on her, like they are with with like John Cena. But you listen to crowd reactions. She's over. They like her. She's not bad in the ring. 
perhaps us on the internet give her a bit more. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all this content for you, the listener, free of charge, is our amazing sponsors. Today, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is one of those sponsors. Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister duo Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy or a barista who's just too friendly or maybe a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about everything. Prepare for equal amounts laughter and eye-rolling. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans, or DMVs in Phoenix. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach Too Sandy. More flack than we should because she's clearly there via a rocket. Not NXT like Nia Jax. Not, not, not how you get there otherwise. Personally, I also think Nia Jax is incredibly underutilized. Like I think they kind of buried her tonight. I kind of see. I kind of see what you're talking about. Uh, if I were to base it on her in-ring capability, I think Ronda Rousey uh, has been, has done phenomenal. I think this match with Nia Jax was amazing. I really, I really think that highly of this match. I think everything from her mannerisms, from her timing. Mm-hmm. I think she is. I mean, again, I don't know how often she trains. You know, when she's not on Raw or doing the pay per views. But if you were to if you were to ask me, I'd probably think that she's like busy studying tape all, all day long and and whatnot. Because I think there are certain mannerisms that she did in this match. And I was like, whoa, like that's mm. it's insane to me. Like just how how new you are to the business, but you're getting you're picking this up uh, so much. Mm. This was one of my favorite matches that Ronda has been uh, since you know obviously she started. Uh, I, I think her SummerSlam match was trash. But I think her match, you know, her rematch with Alexa was better. Uh, I'm one of the few that probably thought her match with Nikki was great. But I think this was maybe even top three. I think Mania, the Mania match, um, uh, this match, and maybe like her other match with Nia uh, were were maybe the top three that she's had so far. I think this highly of this match, that that cross-body bag that she did on the the top was insane to me. I thought that was was awesome. Um, But I do kind of see what you think about Nia because she... The reaction that she got were Survivor Series, uh, you know, days yeah, yeah. after the Becky Lynch punch. Man, like that was like you can you can you can sell pay per views, you can sell like so much stuff with the heel heat that she got, and for it to kind of be like just happen out all. And I know it's against Ronda, but like I don't know, I feel like they're kind of dro- if this is the way they're going with Nia Jax, I feel like they're dropping the ball a little bit if they're not going to capitalize on her heat that she has. I agree. I think we know they aren't. I think we know, similarly, remember about a month, month and a half ago, all we could talk about was how they bordered very heavily on how they were treating Charlotte and Ronda, or sorry, Charlotte and Becky. Mm-hmm. They, we would worry that Charlotte was going to get Roman Reigns heat. Mm-hmm. They brushed all the Roman, all the, all the potential Roman Reigns heat is on Ronda right now. And it's not entirely her fault, but there's the possibility that come tomorrow, come next week, we're going to get real sick of her... Doing a baby face smile, kiss babies. Not a big fan of her shtick. promos. Me either. Like I'd rather someone talk for her, but I'm I'm that style. I'm that I'm that Jim Cornette old school style. Sometimes where I'm like I would rather someone who do, who doesn't talk right talk at all or not talk at all. So, um, yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I was kind of bored with this story. Only because I couldn't suspend my disbelief that they'd ever take the belt off of Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I am with this match, with this angle, with this feud. Um, I'm trying to think the, the Raw women's division is a little thin. That my theory about Becky Lynch coming up 
might make a lot more sense. It would definitely revitalize a, a lot because, you know, you have Ember Moon, you have obviously the Riot Squad, Natalia. I'm mm-hmm. uh, not really a big fan of Alicia Fox, but... I mean, you know, put it, put you, you have no, you, uh, people don't, can't fathom the fact that, or people have no idea just how much one person can make that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen Charlotte on Raw, but we haven't seen Becky on Raw. And this is the same brand that has Sasha Banks and, and, and Bailey as well. So that can mix things up a lot, especially with Becky kind of being the alpha that she is right now, mm-hmm. kind of coming in and kind of already making a name for herself, causing ruckus in that division. Well, I'm pretty sure if we're talking about Becky Lynch on the Ronda Rousey segment, that means we're ready to move on. Let's talk about um, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose's match here. And uh, they're great performers, and this match was fun. But we would be remiss if we didn't mention it was a little lackluster for whatever reason. George, do you think this was... Do you think this was... Where it's placement on the card, or th- or that this story just doesn't have the heat they think it does. I think it kind of lacks the heat, to be honest with you, because I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt. Now, I always want to defend guys, you know. I'm always like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, they just came off an AJ Bryan match. I'm thinking about WrestleMania 18 when you had after Hogan Rock, you had Trish, ja- Trish, Lita, and Jazz, yeah. in a triple threat match, and they were like, oh, we got that spot, you know, mm-hmm. right before the main event. Uh, even think think about WrestleMania th- uh, 30 when you had the Divas match be- uh, before the main event, but after Undertaker Brock Lesnar. Um, and Snoop Dogg fell asleep. No, that's the wrong, <laughs> that's the wrong WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I, I, I was like, oh, maybe that's it. But I don't know, like, because we've seen other events where, you know, the last two, three, four matches are the, the crowd just hot. Yeah. San Jose is a pretty hot crowd. We, oh, were, both, we were both in, at WrestleMania 31 I, at, at the shows, at the the Raw and the, I mean, granted, huh. it's a Mania crowd. But um, No, but even that, I've been... I've we've seen TV tapings at yeah. the Shark Tank. They're, they're, they're rabid people. Yeah, so there was something weird about this match. I, I feel like there wasn't enough like hatred involved, and we, we, we which we, is which I have to stop you is very frustrating because this is a match where Dean Ambrose all but shunned Roman Reigns, who gave up the WWE title because he has leukemia. Yeah, like how does this match not have heat? How is this not the top? Like, how is this not vying for the top spot in the world? And granted, Seth Rollins is, you know, top five in the world right now. But I was a little bit more interested in the comments that Renee was making. Yes. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Like, the way that was kind of like, it was right placement. She was saying a lot more about, you know, that life. Obviously, you know, kayfabe. Mm -hmm. But, like, that life as far as, like, more than what she would do on Raw. Obviously, she usually stays quiet. Now, this is the first time that I think Dean has actually really had a match. Yeah. Uh, this is the absolute 100% first time they've acknowledged fully on commentary yeah. during a Dean Ambrose match that Renee Young is married to Dean Ambrose. Because she usually stays quiet, like, just overall. Well, so and I and thought they, that was interesting. And they usually make a snide remark, and she just kind of grits through it. Because even the, I think even on Raw, she was like, well, if he wins the championship, that's more money for us. Like, it's just kind of yeah, like... Yeah, like some of that. Like, I don't want her to be, like, a heel commentator. I don't want her to be that. I just want her to be... Because she's so talented, I just want her to be there and call the matches. I don't want her to be a Michael Cole from 2011. Mm. Um, but uh, it was just weird. Like, there was, like, we've seen them kill it, like, almost every single time they're in the ring together. Whether it's, you know, obviously before it was Dean as a face, Seth as a heel. Uh, maybe it just doesn't work when, it's, when the roles have changed. I mean, maybe... I think Dean is great as a heel. I think Seth is great as a face, but just maybe putting them together, maybe this is that one exception that to the rule of maybe just there's no chemistry when it comes to this kind of characters. Perhaps there's no chemistry there. I also think it's a little too soon for us to see S.H.I.E.L.D. brothers at all. Yeah, I think it was too soon. It's too soon. Like, I think this would have made more sense six months from now. Where it, like, I don't know. They they were stuck between a rock and a hard place when, when 
Roman mm-hmm. laid down the title when he did. So I think we're this is all remnants of that and like all the changes they probably had to make without a WWE without Roman Reigns. But I do, uh, I I think it frustrates us because we like these guys so much that to see them come out there and just and it just be okay. Uh, yeah, I th- I feel and like not there build was... toward anything and like. It's not like neither of them have been Intercontinental Champions six times each. Yeah. And it was a clean finish. It was a very clean finish. I like the idea of, Dean, of, I guess, Seth Rollins chasing Dean Ambrose. And maybe they're building toward the idea that they've always tried to build towards with a Brock Lesnar champion, which mm-hmm. is, if you're Intercontinental Champion on Raw, you're the guy. Because there's no other singles belt here. Yeah. And Dean Ambrose is the perfect guy to say that. I don't like the Bane Dean Ambrose. I <laughs> I like the Air Raid Siren in mm-hmm. his entrance. Eh, I hope I hope they pry each other away and then you they face off again in the Rumble, kind of like the Tiger in the Hangover, where you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I am kind of. Oh curious. my god, yeah. I'm kind of curious just because, like I said, there was a clean finish. So it's like, how does Seth come on Raw and say you cheated me out of the belt? No, he didn't. It was like 100 percent clean. You lost to the better man. I just thought that was weird. I mean. I mean, it is what it is with Seth Rollins and, and, and Dean Ambrose. Maybe we're not going to see more. Maybe we are going to see more. Uh, but the next couple, they were, we had a couple of fun mid-card matches. And, yeah. You know, to, 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 just to be fair, uh, we had from Raw, you know, Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. And from SmackDown, we had Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton in a chairs match. So I'm kind of curious what you think about, you know, how was each match and how mm-hmm. just the overall dynamic, like, is what's next for each guy, what's next for each storyline. Again, mm-hmm. clean, semi-clean for... Randy Orton and Mysterio because it was a chairs match. It's not like they did anything illegal. Uh, we saw a little bit of interference in the Raw match, so I want to know what your thoughts are. Um, my thoughts are first off, I love the Rey Mysterio um, sliding chair spot. I think that's going to be everyone's gift of the week. Like the um, mm-hmm. the I guess a sleigh almost where he would kind of come in and do it. Uh, I like Drew McIntyre and Finn Balor a lot. I this match had zero heat for me. Mm-hmm. I had zero interest. I was just like these two can put out a good match without any heat. But there wasn't much else to talk about or mention. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, these two were actually two we were very interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. The unmasking was a touch. I think I've had a problem with Randy Orton for a long time. Where just I'm, <laughs> he doesn't. How can I be interested if he doesn't seem interested at all? He only really seems interested about showing up and cashing his check. Like I don't, I don't see any fire in his eyes at all. Like he's just a guy who turns up and looks like we want. Looks like the guy we want. And then whenever the bell rings, it's like, oh, he's just Randy Orton. I'm not a big fan of chairs matches, to be honest with you. And it's funny because we saw we saw a tables match, a ladder match, mm-hmm. a chairs match, two TLC matches, technically. Uh, I feel like last year we were talking about how I think there was only a TLC match, and that's it. Yes. You know, I, we mentioned it last year. So I was kind of like... They're they're actually living up to this to this pay per view. Yes. Actually, once again, you know. Uh, with that said, I thought this chairs match was amazing. I feel like there was a lot of creativity involved mm-hmm. that we've never seen with chairs. Uh, and uh, I'm, I completely disagree about Rainer. I think he's one of the best. And, and, what? And, but I, 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 I do see sometimes where it looks like he just kind of shows up, but I don't think this was it. I think this was, you know. Okay. And I think it depends on his opponent. I think when it's with Jeff Hardy, Ray Mysterio, kind of like that guys that he kind of came up with in 06, 07, 08. All right. I think that he kind of like he kind of knows how to work with these guys, you know? But let me but rephrase. with Jinder Mahal, I mean. Also, let me rephrase. I think he's had more matches where he just showed up that it's actually sometimes hard to see the difference. Because <laughs> I think more often than not, Randy Orton just shows up, that it's actually really hard. So maybe in this match, 
I missed it. Like I saw Ray working a lot, and mm-hmm. then Randy being present. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should. Maybe I should give it another look and see if Randy had a bit more presence here. I think with me, especially trying to be an aspiring wrestler, or be I guess not trying to be being an aspiring wrestler, I look at Randy Orton a lot for what he not the moves that he does, but what he does between moves. Because mm-hmm. that's where it's like, wow, I hate this guy. <laughs> but it's like you want to be him because you see just how how psychology really works. Uh, and I think he's the ultimate. That's why maybe I think he's so great because he's the ultimate example of just how like just guys work. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just and, headlocks. And, so yeah, many headlocks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I I, I dig it. Uh, I agree with you about the Balor McIntyre match. I think that wasn't really whatever for me. I, I, I was thinking about it yesterday where Finn Balor is like, yo, like he was the first Universal Champion. Like, yeah. did they lose that much confidence in him when he got hurt? That it's like they no. just. You know? No, the story moved on without him. Is what happened. It had nothing to do with him personally. Also, if the Goldberg story was what it was, if the Goldberg story was already the plan when they made him first Universal Champion, then his his days were already numbered. Because mm-hmm. the Goldberg, it was just a matter of whether it was Kevin Owens or him. I do personally think the future of the WWE on television is going to be Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre, and we're going to look back at this match and be like, wow, we didn't care. <laughs> like, they're the main event of WrestleMania five years from now. Right now, we're like, whatever. There's some dudes. All right, let's head back to the pre-show. We have Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship. On the pre-show... Did you not listen to us last time? These people need to be handled with kid gloves and well-focused and well-taken care of, and you didn't do it. You put them on the pre-show where people aren't going to see it. George, do you agree? Somewhat. All I right. mean, I mean, just because we, we know we saw Survivor Series a great match between you know Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phenomenal, you know, and we were like, "Cool!" Now it looks like they're finally going to get the love that they deserve. They're finally going to get solid airtime. We thought we saw kind of, kind of a, a, a renaissance with Mustafa Ali being mm-hmm. featured on SmackDown. Cool, we're finally going to see these guys on pay per view. But then I turn on my TV at four twenty or three twenty, <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn it!" <laughs> this match is on the pre-show. They're giving this away on YouTube, and and, and, it's, and, and I get it because like they're they're a, a internet TV show. So why are they going to not air it on the internet, essentially, you know? Buddy Murphy was the match of the night in Australia in front of 80,000 people. Yeah, it was. And now they're giving away this match on YouTube. I mean... I'm frustrated not at this match. This match was wonderful, and all the... Like, anyone who does anything in the WWE is doing a great job. My issue is specifically with the Cruiserweight division, that throwing them on the pre-show tells me that you don't think they're important enough to be on the main show. And if they're not important enough to be on the main show, why should I take the extra hour out of my life if I'm already watching your programming, which is five hours a week, why should I take that extra hour hour out of my life to watch 205 Live? How often do you watch 205 Live? Monthly? Really? No, like, yeah. Also, NXT UK is a bit of a slog now, too, because it's two hours because they're trying to get caught up on taping, but there's just too much... There's just too many shows. I also watch other TV that isn't wrestling. It's funny, because like I think about this all the time where... I think nobody has the right to complain about there being too much wrestling on TV. I'm not complaining about there being too no, much no, wrestling again, on TV. I, I don't think, but I think I don't think anybody should complain. You know, you're not complaining. I'm not complaining because you have the option to not watch something. <laughs> you know, now now if there wasn't enough wrestling on TV, boom. Now we're gonna be like, wow, where's our wrestling? You know, blah blah blah. But it's like, you know, we don't have to watch everything. I think we would love to. We would love to sit down. But I think at our ages, there's something called life that yeah. kind of happens where it's like, man. I can't watch it because I gotta go do this. I gotta go make a dollar so I can, you know, be able to afford to watch to pay for the WWE Network for goodness yeah, yeah. sakes, you know. Uh, so 
I, I love that there's so much wrestling on TV. I love it. I love it. I just don't have time for everything. Yes, but my main... <laughs> I it, wish I did. But it does frustrate me. In a world where they do produce 10 hours of content a week, I am frustrated that... They expect us to care about They somebody, expect yeah. us to care without putting in the work when they can just as easily put in the work. If they put this match into... If they put this match onto this main TLC card in a good spot like they did for Survivor mm-hmm. Series... We would care. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, this is this division gets no love. Uh, I think another <laughs> division that I get to love is a tag team division. <laughs> Granted, I feel like there's only three teams, and don't get me wrong, these three teams are amazing. I think Usos are slowly but surely becoming one of the best teams of all time. Uh, I think they're maybe even top ten, maybe like mm-hmm. top six, maybe. Uh, the bar, I mean, obviously get chemistry, and New Day just goes without saying. So put them all together. We're going to see a great match. Yes, but what's next you know you know what i mean like you can't do the same triple threat match every single time but what's next if you don't build up sanity what's next if you don't build up authors of pain what's next if there are four tag divisions in in the wwe i'm happy i'm i'm fired up at the end part we're talking about all this other stuff but like i some of this really frustrates me Mm -hmm. i've long been saying the raw tag title should just die die a very slow i hate it well, actually, not a very slow, a very quick. It's I, over death. I, and I, Vince, you have the pro, you have the power tomorrow. Make I, one tag division. I hate how that happened. I, what? Hate, I hate how rude. First off, I hate how rude and Gable are a tag team, and I hate how they became a tag team I champions. Hate, I hate that Authors of Pain were tag champs for like a week. Yeah. I hate that um, Drake Maverick is a joke. I hate. That sanity is nowhere to be seen. I, I hate that B I hate team that, is nowhere to be seen. They were like the hottest thing like three months ago. I hate that on paper we're in the midst of a tag team renaissance. And like you would think that Anderson and Gallows, like, you know, they're still on the roster for goodness sake. You know, they're they still were, awesome, right? Yeah. Like, oh my god. It's like, just they don't know how to they don't know how to book tag team wrestling. And it's weird because like you had this like um what's a divas thing? Give bring give divas a chance like three years yeah, ago, yeah. right? Cool. Women's wrestling, you know. Everything with women kind of being, you know, put at the forefront, rightfully so. You know, not just uh, in, in, in WWE, but, you know, Serena Williams, mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey in the UFC. But, like, there's nothing like that for tag teams, you know? There's nothing in, like, the real world that you can kind of uh, apply it to, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. oh, tag teams, like... Hashtag give tag teams you know, a chance. What, what, no, is, we is, can't is, even... Is doubles tennis going to be a thing now? You know what I mean? Like, well, and oh, what's funny, that becomes a thing? What's funny is we can't even say hashtag give tag teams a chance because they'll point to this match with, what are you talking about? We gave them 17 minutes. Yeah. and it's like, But it's the same three teams you've begrudgingly put in front of us for four years. Like, I will watch Usos and New Day all day and not blink because they're awesome. And obviously, I think the bar are, are yeah, insane. Yeah. But it's just like, a, what's next, you know? And, and and God forbid, like they bring up a team from NXT because they're just going to get lost. And they're like Street, Street Profits are amazing. I think they're, the Montez Ford is freaking insane. <laughs> but it's like I'm afraid to, for them to get, to go up to to get to the main roster because mm-hmm. like then what? You know? Yeah. The, look at the revival. I think, and it's funny. Oh, I was the saying, revival. I, 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 don't even get me started about the Lucha House Party because how 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 are they baby faces? Like, mm. what world are you going to be three-on-one or three-on-two, and, and we're supposed to cheer you guys? Like, how was that fair? I, I'm i not even—we don't have the time to quite get into the Lucha House Party of it all, but what I will stand by is if you look at all the tag teams that are contracted to the WWE, you would think we're in the heyday, the golden age, the best possible time for tag team wrestling. But yet American Alpha wasn't good enough to stay a team. Agreed. It's we're in agreement about tag team purgatory. Um, switching gears to a tag match I did enjoy. The mix match challenge final happened tonight. 
R-Truth and Carmella have been victorious. They will be the number 30 spot in their respective Royal Rumbles, and they've also gotten a chance to take a trip anywhere in the world. George, if you had this opportunity, what would you choose, and why would it be Stanford, Connecticut? Because I, that's like the dream city to be in. I, I've heard so <laughs> many great things about you know that WWE headquarters, like the the, the basement or whatever the, the mm. things with all the the nostalgia stuff. Dude, that sounds. I, I bet there's like a there's like a a floor with nothing but like action figures. Like I don't know. I feel like that's like. I mean, I, I'm like hell yeah, dude. You go, Truth. I want to be there. I want to be there too. If you don't want to go, Carmella, I'll go to I'll go to Sanford, Connecticut. I heard that vault's in a different part of Connecticut, though. Damn it. Is it really? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, I um, would suspect that that vault isn't in Titan Towers, but I don't actually know. They only have a couple. I, let me know, guys. Is that where? I feel like there's a separate warehouse that you see all the pictures from. It's like the same one. I feel like back in the day there was like the Titan Towers. Yeah. And then you had a separate studio for TV. But I think now they just have that big building for everything. Because that's a big building. I'm actually curious. Because if. Doesn't make any sense, and I lo- like I love the facial of Carmella here of just reacting to the fact that they could have gone anywhere. I immediately, in my mind, was they're going to Paris, Texas. They're going to Paris, Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they're going to go to Paris, Texas, yeah. or like Buenos Aires, Iowa, <laughs> or something like really ridiculous. Were you? A big or they're going to the- go to Cancun, New Mexico, <laughs> something like that. Were you a fan of the Mixed Max Challenge? <sighs> Not this time around. Really? I their house show matches. Like, they're going to go out there, they're going to have a great time, they're not going to get hurt, they're not going to really risk anything. I thought, with warts and all, I really enjoyed the Mixed Match Challenge the first season, because the, there wasn't a round rock. Like, the tournament was very clear, no one got hurt, no one mm-hmm. got subbed, and Asuka's streak was on the line. And that gave you something to really cling mm-hmm. on to, whereas now, so many people just kept stepping out for various reasons, including what was happening on SmackDown to their character, that it kind of lost a lot of muster that you kind of knew you were heading into... A final that isn't going to have the star power yeah. that the first one did. But it's even so, like you, you saw who was going to be in the in, in the match to go to the finals, and you were like, "Well, that team's book or their book for TLC, so I guess they're not winning." Mm-hmm. Oh, also, look at that. also, while I'm ranting about the pre-show, do you want to know what would have done a fabulous job of opening up WWE TLC? The cruiserweight match. Do you want to know what shouldn't have been on the main roster for TLC on the main card for TLC? The match you gave away on Facebook. That's rant over, rant over about the mixed match challenge. I'm really happy for our truth getting in number I like thirty. Our, anytime our truth gets on TV and trying he, and trying to pin someone, our truth is always a guy that is always going to do something good when mm-hmm. he's on TV. Yes, you know? he's always uh, going to be entertaining. Although my only beef with with I guess what's their what's their name our team team Mahalika I believe no the other one oh truth um, Mella, or I don't know what their name fabulous team truth and truth and fabulous Whatever. or something I fabulous hate, truth I hate that floss dance. I uh, me can't too. stand that floss I do hate, dance. We all it's hate like the, the worst thing in the world. Can you guys please stop doing it? You guys <laughs> do the same move every single time. Just do something to you. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm tired of hitting that floss dance. <laughs> uh, but we had a uh, tables match on this TLC Ooh. pay-per-view. A uh, match that I think uh, was fun, but one specific spot I thought was amazing. Mm. Uh, I want to know what your thoughts about the match, but I'm much more. I want to know what your thoughts about including uh, Jin the Anvil Nightheart kind of image going on um, to this thing because I have a specific uh, thoughts, but I want to hear what your thoughts is. First. I think those who are comparing it to CM Punk and Paul Bearer are missing the point. Jin the Anvil Nightheart would have loved every minute of this. Mm-hmm. This is wrestling at its absolute purest. Like we were a white hat, black hat in a carnival away from this being everything wrestling really, really is. All the way down to people's images on tables, 
You make it very clear how you win the match, very clear how you lose the match, very clear why we care about the match. I thought this was the clearest match of the night of like what they were fighting for, who cares, why. My only knock is that Natty clearly had to take down three people. Mm-hmm. And that gets hard. That makes that makes the Riot Squad look kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I had I had so much fun with this match. My only beef with the Anvil thing is not that per se, but when you look back on Raw and she unveils that, she unveils that at the table, mm-hmm. Natty just stood there. Like, if somebody had disrespected the legacy of your father, I'd be running after her and try to beat mm-hmm. her up, you know? So she just kind of stood there. That kind of, like, was, like, weird. And the way they kind of started the match, because I was expecting bell ringing, boom, Natty's going to get on her. Yeah. And I don't know if she was going for a lockup, but they were, it looks like she kind of got into, like, yeah. a reverse waist lock, whatever. Uh, then they kind of got into it, so I kind of gave that a pass. But kind of going what you're saying... I feel like, with the exception of uh, Sarah, Mor- Sarah Logan, yes. uh, I feel like the way Liv Morgan was eliminated from the match, first off, that bump was amazing. Both of these bumps were amazing. That bump was amazing. So I think that that was more, like, accidental. Actually, I think all we, of these bumps were amazing. Yeah, and, and as opposed to, like, I feel like Natty kind of went out of the way to take out Sarah Logan, which I, that kind of goes mm-hmm. with what you're saying. But but just going back, like, the way Liv Morgan was, <laughs> that, that was the best part of the match. But I do like the story of it where then it kind of brings out Natty with the with the table with Ruby Riot, which I thought was awesome. It was like, an excellent exclamation point for the match and made it great. I'm not a big fan of tables matches, but I think this was one of those tables matches that they did right. I'm actually, I think you're a little too hard on tables matches. I think they do tables matches right more than they do them wrong. And when they do them wrong, they do them like they did with Sheamus like a million years ago where Against John he, Cena? Like John Cena tripped and fell through a table and he became world champion. That's like and Big they, Show and Cody Rhodes. And they that's, made that's it fl- a Yeah, and they made it real fluky. And like I understand that it makes for a fluky win. Right. Like it makes for of... a fluky win. All these tables matches like a tables match is actually very simple wrestling one on one. It's like it's pretty much sumo in the sense of just, here's a line you got to push him out the line. Maybe I meant to say cheers or stairs yeah. matches. Stairs they had matches. that one stairs match like four years ago. Uh, you're probably right because I, I mean Hardy, tables matches are amazing. Hardy's Dudley's was great from Royal Rumble 2000. Cody Rhodes Brick Show was freaking phenomenal from Extreme Rules 2012. You're so right, this is a top four match for me of the whole night, and there have been like a billion matches in the night. Um, you have your worst ladder match in history. I don't agree it was the worst ladder match the in history. One is. I do think the stakes were low. I didn't care. And my question to you is do they think Bobby Lashley is ever going to be a top guy? I hope so, because he looks like a top guy. I mean I think I think the pairing of Bobby Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush is amazing. Uh there's something about Leo Rush's voice that like I hate, but mm-hmm. it's like a good kind of hate, you know? I don't know. There's something about it. Uh, but I don't, if anything, I feel like they're not giving any love for Elias because here's a guy who just two months ago, and I watched it back. Yeah, like, yeah. Two, I watched it back two days ago. Like two months ago, he had probably the greatest heel reaction from a crowd that I've ever yes. seen in my entire life. But what did they do two weeks later? Oh, we're going to turn you babyface. Like, how does that even make sense? And now for him to be what he is, I don't even think he's really had a like. I think he's had a, like maybe one. Uh, maybe zero, like a pay-per-view match, and he's been on the roster for like a year and a half already. Mm. Like, think about it. Aside from no. like a Royal Rumble or like a Greatest Royal Rumble, whatever, like, he gets like no love. He's always on the pre-show. He's always doing some weird, like, My Name is Elias, uh, mm-hmm. you know, segment on the show. Like, and now he gets, I mean, granted, a freaking guitar <clears throat> was in, uh, was up for grabs. A guitar. It's not even like first one that gets it, but I guess that's on if it's guitar on a pole. 
But again, it's but, it's the, the equivalent to a guitar on but a pole. Like, that you win for grabbing the guitar, but then somebody can beat that, you down with the, the guitar that once that you makes introduce no, it. But it's like a guitar, when I saw the guitar up there, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, wait, you're going to put a, something up there that you can be replaced? Like, put look at every, almost anything else that, that there ever been in a ladder match. Like, the thing that they're going for can't be replaced. You know, there's only one championship. There's only one mm-hmm. money to bring people. You can get another guitar. What's the big deal about getting the guitar? All right. You don't even have to get to use it on your opponent, which I think they ended up uh, looked like. I think like didn't Elias end up getting beat by the guitar? Yes. At the end? After he won the match. So here's what I think. Here's how I think you get a good baby face. Worst ladder match in history. Name me one worse. I'll wait. Uh, wasn't there a bad we we LC? That match was awesome. You was bite there, your tongue. No, no. Was Horn there? No, I'm asking. But, no, I'm asking. Wasn't there more than one WLC match, and one of them wasn't great? That's when I, that's propo- I proposed that for the comments. I don't remember. Um, I will mention if we wanted to rehab Elias as a babyface, all you would need to do is have him come out, issue open challenges, because he already commands the whole universe in the mm-hmm. sense where the lights come up and he's just there. Mm-hmm. So instead of him coming up and playing a song, he comes up and says, "I'm gonna play you a song, but first Who's next? And then someone comes out and he beats them, and then they cut the commercial, and then they come back again and he plays and he's playing a song. Have it. I have another job. I have another job. WWE. You can have my you can have my nuggets that I drop on this show. George, you also have amazing nuggets. This has been a lot of fun. Where can they find this you? Fun, dude. Where can they find you on the Twitter? I'm all over the place. I'm on G Hermosa. G H E R M O Z A. Last week was a lot of fun. This whole the, just the yes. last week, last Tuesday, we did uh, after 83 weeks. Yes, Chris Olson, That's me. Uh, <laughs> well, she always says that. Um, but uh, th- that was we covered Starkey 98. You can follow that on the 83 weeks uh, YouTube channel, which was so much fun. That was so much fun. We're gonna cover. Be this we're gonna Tuesday. cover Starkey 98 this upcoming yes. Tuesday. We're gonna have uh, or Wednesday. We're gonna have Eric Bishop again answering a lot of questions. It's gonna be lots of fun. Wednesday, I had. Uh, match with Chum and Charlie, uh, which I won in <laughs> devastating fashion. You should look and let me know what you guys think. You can follow. You can find that at Turkey Mania Two on YouTube. That's uh, up. It's, it's ready. Let me know what you think. Uh, G Hermosa, G H E R M O Z A, Instagram, Twitter. Steve, where can people find you? Oh, uh, they can find me right here, right now, but also on Twitter, almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F. M-A-N-N, I run a lot of different YouTube pages, including the 83 Weeks YouTube page, where you can find both of us, plus Christian Rosenberg and Christy Olsen, where we will be talking to Eric Bischoff live, live. on that page. For George Ramos, I'm Steve Kaufman. Thank you, and good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Bill Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.